0: I don't know. I
1: There are more questions than answers. Like, why didn't the Scooby-Doo gang go to the mask store and ask a few questions first? Hi, America. (laughs) Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers... Websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident then I admire your luck. I'm huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the Inappropriate Bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervesant Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations. ...and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society... ...and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised this week that she was bilingual. She speaks English and profanities. Welcome yes. to the show,
0: Heather. <laughs> Hello.
1: I also wish to introduce the
0: mad and crazy
1: <laughs> Michelle Corry. Michelle was born and raised in Moira minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal michelle and i laughed this week about how competitive we are but i laughed more <laughs> welcome to the show michelle thank you this is series two episode 100 Yay! Yay! happy birthday to us 100 is a mask-wearing rogue of a number that speaks four languages and laughs like eddie murphy laugh or or michelle in fact michelle (laughs) laughing is the best medicine but if you're laughing for no reason then you need medicine in greece india israel and nepal 100 is the number you need to call if you wish to reach the police i got randomly pulled over once late at night it's the downside of course to being a paranormal investigator driving all over the country at three or four o'clock in the morning I swear the police officer said to me, he came up to me and said, the answer to this next question will determine whether you're drunk or not. This is the God's honest truth. He said to me, was Mickey Mouse a cat or a dog?
2: (laughs) What? I swear
1: that is true. You'd be struggling to answer that sober, right? In Britain, calling 100, though, will put you through to the operator. So if you're interested in reaching the operator in Great Britain, 100 is the number you need. The 100 years war between England and France lasted 116 years. (laughs) From 1337 to 1453, Disneyland Paris experienced some difficulties at the beginning because every night after the fireworks, the staff would surrender. Mm. Controversial. One firework flew over a Frenchman's head by three inches and hit him in the superiority complex. That's a very difficult operation. We now launch into the first ever MQTA round of, did they make it to 100? The rules are very simple. You say yes or no. If they broke a century, there is points to be had very early on. Heather, George Burns, did he break 100? You're going with a yes. Michelle? Yes. You are quite correct. He reached 100, 1899 to 2000. Zsa Zsa Gabor, did she make 100 or did she fall short?
2: No fell short
1: fell short she did indeed by one year she died last year at the age of 99 bob hope did he break 100
2: no i think no
1: you're both wrong <gasps> he did he reached 100 what? it was 1903 to 2003 Catherine hepburn
2: no no
1: you're absolutely right and she was 96 and died in 2003 nelson mandela did he break 100 or did he fall short he's dead he is dead well done <laughs> 2000- that's not the question but well done 2013 he departed
2: um no
1: he never broke 100 i don't think so now he got to 95 which isn't a bad age to be honest oh okay, we're gonna mix it up a little bit now Woolworths. do you remember them mm-hmm. they closed in
2: 1997 did they break 100 yes i'm sorry i have to say yes to. <laughs> it's fine
1: you're both correct they were started in 1878 readers digest has that broken 100 years
2: yes no
1: michelle you are right they were founded in 1922 and they are 95 years old at the moment oreos did they break 100 no no they did they were designed and made in 1912 and are 105 years old finally and i have no idea what the score is i'll just randomly give you four points each laurel and hardy's first film have they broken 100
2: no i will say yes
1: it's a no their first film was a short film it was 1921 but their big major first film was duck soup and i believe that was 1926 for those of you that are too young to remember that's the one with the eating disorder and his friend with learning difficulties we move on (laughs) to the mailbag each week I Yay, love mailbag. reading out your letters I love reading out your messages on email on our Facebook sites Noel in California said I just listened to episode 96 in the archives Adrian's droopy impression had me laughing so hard I had to rewind it a couple of times this was one of my favourite cartoons It hey, you know. makes
2: me happy <laughs>
1: I'm not having a stroke no. I swear robin then posted i always laugh when i listen even if i fall asleep something in the program wakes me up and i laugh again what a neat way to wake up cynthia in minnesota has written very entertaining show the story about the orangutan was hilarious with heather (laughs) telling it you should have seen the actions and what she was doing with tire. It
2: was great. <laughs> Artie,
1: who's based in Ireland, posted, Hey guys, listening to your show now. Great show as always. Working night shifts in Ireland in County Galway at the moment. I listen on my Android and it works great. Much love and peace. And James finally James in Illinois posted last Friday night I fell asleep. Why is everyone falling asleep listening to the show?
2: I don't know. We gotta jack it up a notch. I know, we need a bit more
1: enthusiasm here. Last Friday night I fell asleep while listening to Dark Matter Digital Network. I woke up in the wee hours laughing during the replay of the show. So nothing to worry about. He caught up with it in the end. We have a Facebook site. It is called More Questions than Answers with adrian lee we have five and a half thousand followers on there all of the stories from the week much much more all of the chat all of the jokes everything is on there for you all the video all of the photographs from our stories are also there for you to see we have archives if you visit soundcloud.com and search for mq ta radio we're also available on itunes on stitcher and on TuneIn. all of those platforms and if you like our shows in the archives why don't you give us a little love heart or a little review we'd really appreciate that and there's an extra 20 to 25 minutes in the archives that we don't read out on air in a round called not for your mother they're the stories from around the world that are too laden with innuendo where the content is a little bit risque and we can't afford to be taken off air or given a hefty fine but those are on the archives if you wish to access those we have a twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's tips for the international paranormal society we currently have ninety-one thousand followers on there and if you're listening currently in the archives why don't you join us on a friday night and listen to the show for the first time at 8 p.m central time on the dark matter digital network we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world Remember my book, How To Be A Christian Psychic. What the Bible says about mediums, healers and paranormal investigators is also available to buy on Amazon and all good bookshops. And I've read three chapters completely free of charge on YouTube on meditation, crystals and healings. If you go onto YouTube, completely free, How To Be A Christian Psychic with Adrian Lee. I've read those three chapters for you and you can listen to those as well valentine's day is tuesday this week coming so for the first time on mqta we have the valentine's day quiz again points to be had it's four (laughs) each at the moment tied heather has four michelle has five absolutely no reason to uh, give them any points less than that they did a very good job in the last round on breaking 100 but what percentage of americans get valentine's day gifts for their pets For your little kitty cat, for your doggy, which percentage of Americans are wasting their money on animals?
0: 56.
1: 56%. Closest one wins, of course. Michelle, what are we going with? 40. It is Michelle. What? The percentage is, would you believe, 3. What? 3%.
2: Poor little
0: things. I think that's
1: accounted for just with Florida, to be honest.
0: Did you know
1: King Henry VII originally declared February the 14th the holiday of St. Valentines in 1537?
0: No. That's a
1: very old festival and a very old day to commemorate St. Valentines, isn't it? 1537, can you believe that? Now, 73% of men buy flowers on Valentine's Day. So what percentage of women buy flowers for men?
0: 23
1: Eight. Well, it's 27, of course, because 73 minus
0: 100 is 27.
1: (laughs) I thought you may have got that. Okay, I'll give you another chance to win some points. What percentage of women buy flowers for themselves?
2: 36. 20.
1: Michelle, you are on fire. It's
2: 15%.
1: (laughs) And that's slightly less, but better than what Heather guessed. Finally. Every Valentine's Day, the Italian city of Verona, where Shakespeare's lovers Romeo and Juliet receives how many posted letters to Juliet? How many letters are sent to Verona on Valentine's Day that are addressed to Juliet?
0: 1,300. 5,000.
1: Heather scored some points. It is 1,000 letters to Juliet in Verona. What light beyond the window breaks in Italy? I want a romance to be like Romeo and Juliet. I'll pretend to be dead and you go and kill yourself. And cheer up to all of those no, dark British sense of humour. No, okay. And if you're single, you can cheer up because on Wednesday is, of course, half price candy day. So that's good news.
2: I like it. For
1: everybody, I often read this out. Every month I read out the top 10 of countries that are listening to us all over the world. As you would expect in first place this month is the USA, where we're currently broadcasting from. Number two is Britain. Good old Blighty, my home country. I'm sure those listeners are made up of my friends and family. Number three is the Bahamas. So thanks to Bob and all of his friends in the Bahamas. Number four (laughs) is Australia. Of course, Tanya and all of our friends Mm -hmm. in Australia. Number five is Canada. Six, when you're big in Japan. Number seven, creeping in for the first time into the top ten is the Ivory Coast. Very impressive. Number eight. Another country we've never had before, Portugal, is currently at number eight. Number nine is Singapore, ten is the Philippines. Very quickly we've got Brazil in eleven, twelve, Norway, thirteen in Israel. 14 i can't read my own handwriting 15 (laughs) that's holland 15 is chile then we've got sweden and serbia as well so many thanks to the 190 countries and territories all over the world that are listening to more questions than answers and if you're listening at the moment why not post the link on your social media platforms tell the world that you're listening to more questions than answers you can put the links on facebook and we can get more listeners for the show we now run into the round that is ghosts and hauntings it's the first round of the evening the spooky the mysterious the psychic the haunting heather's on five michelle's on six but i am yet to score but i've got an inkling that by the end i might just be winning Yuri Geller tested by CIA, spies wanted to use psychic powers as weapons. Researchers from the CIA claimed the Spoonbender could see hidden objects such as a drawing behind a wall. The American spooks later described his paranormal powers as convincing. The revelation came in a cache of 13 million documents released yesterday. Declassified paperwork reveals how Mr. Geller was tested after he was seated in a sealed room. In one experiment, researchers sketched a firecracker on a piece of paper and taped it to the wall outside of the TV magician's room. U.S. intelligence agency's documents revealed his most immediate response was that he saw a cylinder with noise coming out of it. Yuri demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. His drawing to correspond with it was a drum along with a number of cylindrical looking objects. In a second test, researchers sketched a bunch of grapes. A CIA document read, he said that he was quite sure that he had the picture. His drawing was indeed a bunch of grapes. The researchers concluded Uri demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability in a convincing and unambiguous manner. In 2013, Mr. Geller lifted the lid on his secret past as a spy. He claimed he worked for both the CIA and Israel's Mossad agency, during the Cold War, where his ability to bend the enemy's cutlery was perceived as irritating and very frustrating, leading to the Chinese becoming a well-powered due to using wooden chopsticks. I shall give myself points for being informative (laughs) and interesting for making quite a lot of that story up.
2: I tried to bend your pen.
1: I can see that. How's that working for you? Not good. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
0: In 2011, an earthquake and tsunami tore through Japan. Almost 16,000 people died during the natural disaster, and many communities across the country still have not recovered. But one coastal Japanese town is dealing with its grief in a unique way, a white telephone booth with glass panels. The phone booth which only has a disconnected rotary phone inside has become a popular destination for residents who are still dealing with grief
1: do you know when you say a white phone booth with glass panels that's a shower we call that a shower i thought i'd share that
0: with you it <laughs> sits atop a grassy hill in otsuchi overlooking the pacific ocean otsuchi is a town that was decimated in the disaster. The entire area caved in within 30 miles and 10% of the town's population was killed. But one year before the disaster, Otera Sasaki installed the phone booth in his garden to help himself move past the death of his cousin. Because my thoughts couldn't be relayed over a regular phone line, I wanted them to be carried on the wind. Hmm. The booth has since become the wind phone and has become a sort of pilgrimage for those dealing with death of a loved one.
1: The wind phone.
0: In the three years after the disaster, the booth received over 10,000 visitors, according to local reports. Some come to make one special phone call. Others are regular visitors who dial up deceased loved ones and fill them in. In the years since it became a pilgrimage point, the wind phone has been the center of both a TV documentary and an NPR special report. For those who wish to visit, Otsuchi is accessible from Tokyo by either a high-speed rail or a seven-hour car ride. The phone booth is located on a hill just outside of the city.
1: Seven-hour car journey Mm -hmm. to stand in a shower. It's a phone booth. Talking on the wind telephone.
0: I your, like it Your wind talks all the time
1: I know it does Especially after I've been in the all-you-can-eat buffet It's a terrible to-do It's whistling its own tune, I tell you <laughs> I shall give you points for being informative and interesting That brings you up to a nice, resplendent seven
0: I liked Ooh. it, I thought it was very sweet Thank you me. got two points I did
1: too. Seventh heaven, there you go A Twitter account accurately predicted Beyonce's pregnant announcement months in advance, as well as Brexit and Donald Trump's presidency, and the internet is freaking out. On July the 22nd, 2016, the account, whose profile picture is an egg, wearing lipstick and a crown, Humpty Dumpty's wife, no doubt. And all the king's horses and all the king's men had scramble eggs on toast again. It goes on to say they tweeted, "Okay, so Beyonce is going to announce a pregnancy in February 2017. Fast forward just over six months and Beyonce announced that she was expecting twins with husband JZ. What an unusual name that is. JZ. Mm. Zed's dead, baby.
2: (laughs) Zed's dead. This
1: bizarrely accurate prediction drew attention to the account and it turns out the anonymous Twitter user has quite the track record in predicting world events. On June the 22nd, 2016, a day before the Brexit referendum, they tweeted, ha ha, referendum coming up. Just a heads up, we leave the EU. And of course, the Brexit vote was split 52% to 48%. On the same day as their Beyonce guests, they tweeted, just to prove how rigged X Factor UK is, I could already tell you which category will win. The winner will be from the boys. Matt Terry then went on to win the competition. And on July 24th last year, they wrote, Hello from the future. Just to let you know, America is currently crashing and burning under Trump's leadership. The eerie predictions have left Twitter users in a frenzy, with everyone wondering whether this is a true psychic at work. Writer Andy Bayo previously wrote about how easy it is to pretend to be a psychic on Twitter. The plan is to create a Twitter account, tweet various outcomes for scenarios, then delete the wrong predictions when they occur. However, this doesn't really explain the Beyonce pregnancy prediction or the correct vote percentages. We could have a go at this ourselves. We could make this happen by putting out there lots of predictions and then editing them out of our archive. Oh, definitely. If they don't come true. So bearing in mind, our show is archived on SoundCloud and iTunes, Stitcher, all kinds of platforms. If I now read out some predictions, at some point in the future, we can go in there and if they don't come true, we can edit them out. Just see where we are. There you go. Having said that, of course, I've got a prediction looming about how the, uh, New England Patriots did in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Do you remember a couple of weeks ago I said I'd make some predictions about the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and this one there was four teams left in it and I went with Green Bay because it stands for Great Britain.
0: Right, Yeah. And then at
1: the last minute my psychic skills kicked in and I thought New England's the way to go here. And then I said to you, on air, never do a second guess. Always right. go with the first one, the one you went with first. Mm-hmm. How was that for some good advice, Michelle? Terrible. Looking great now,
2: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. So,
1: we could have some predictions read out, so I'm going to go through a few. Okay, Canada's going to change its name to America's Comb Over. That's the first one. <gasps> Anti-Trump comedians will start releasing albums from prison, just like rappers. Schools mm-hmm. will promote literacy by handing out fortune cookies after school lunches. I think that will help enormously. Fair spree. And the new <laughs> diet for 2017 says if no one sees you eat it, it doesn't have. Calories. So lots of fat women sat in closets in two thousand and seventeen. There are four predictions. We can edit them out in the future if they don't come to fruition and we will look brilliant. We will look incredibly psychic. Everyone will be pleased. We'll make a lot of money.
0: What's this we?
1: What's this we, the royal we? I'm using (laughs) the royal we. We're all Uh in this together.
0: Oh, don't throw me in on your boat.
1: Three men in a boat. Well, one man and two women. That doesn't quite fit the
2: the analogies.
1: (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings?
2: I have an eerie video that shows a ghostly figure in a maximum security prison. The video filmed at Campo Grande prison in Brazil shows a cell block in the jail where inmates have been hung in the past.
1: Were they comedians by any chance? Doesn't say. No. No. That wouldn't be that funny for them, though, really, to be honest, would it? No. No.
2: A black shape suddenly appears out of one of the cells and seems to float in the air for several moments.
1: That's the last thing you want to see in prison, isn't it? Is a black shape looming at you from out of one of the cells? Yeah. I mean, you know, the next 20 minutes of your life is going to go badly.
2: Very badly. I try to share that with everybody. Staff at the prison were so shocked by the sight, they raised a security alarm, mistaking the spirit for a prisoner trying to escape. But viewers of the clip, which has been seen more than 59,000 times since being posted on YouTube, claimed it was a ghost. This video is terrifying, one wrote. Whatever it is, it's not human. Another commented, this is very much the soul of a prisoner, or it's a ghost. Yet other users have argued the figure is nothing more than a trash bag. The State Penitentiary Administration Agency said the images were only a shadow of someone who was moving in the prison. Why are they jailing
1: trash bags in Brazil? What have trash bags done wrong? Are they roaming the streets mugging old grannies and taking money off people? You
0: wouldn't think they would have random trash bags just lying around in case prisoners would want to off someone or themselves. Right, yeah.
1: Or pick up random litter. Or put uh, put
2: body parts in it.
1: We run into the round. We sprint into the cornfield. We look up at the stars with a laser pen in one hand. Michelle's banging a drum. Heather's chanting and she's got some sage on fire looking for UFOs to come down and to make contact with visitors from another planet. This is the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and very, very hairy beasties. A swarm of mysterious lights has been spotted and filmed over Bristol as bizarre claims emerge. The, the British Telecom Tower located there is actually a refueling station. For alien spaceships, hmm. the orange blips were filmed gliding over houses in Hengrove by a mum of one, Kelly Maynard. I went to school with a Kelly Maynard. Maybe it's her. Well, it wasn't in Bristol, and it later says she's 36, so we missed out by 10 years.
2: Oh, she could have moved. That's possible.
1: <laughs> and then just lied about her age in the yeah. report. I left to yeah. go and. Look this up, I think she's one of my friends on Facebook. The intriguing footage was shared just days after a Bristol Post reader shared their theory that the British Telecom Tower in Purdown is a refuelling station for spaceships. A similar sighting was also recorded in January over System Common near Mangotsville. I looked up and there were several orange lights moving quite fast in the sky said the 36-year-old Kelly who lied about her age, who (laughs) shared
0: the footage
1: to her Facebook page called The Universe. It was about six or seven at night and I ran in and grabbed my phone. On my Facebook, someone said it was lanterns, but then they saw the video and said they didn't know what it was. I've never seen anything like it. I could not believe it. I've got no explanation for it, so it must be something mysterious. The video shows three orange blips moving through the sky, but Kelly said she actually saw 10 to 15 of the unidentified objects before the camera started rolling reports the Bristol Post. The footage was recorded on Saturday night, Kelly said, but she decided to share it online this week in the hope of finding answers, writing to the Bristol Post from Montpellier Ernest B. Skidmore has spoken of an unusual experience he had near the tower on the same day as a UFO was spotted and filmed by the police helicopter over the Bristol Channel. He even claims the shape of a group of trees nearby spells out the letter b UFOs were brought to you today by the letter B <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and it's uh, some, uh. Kind,
2: <laughs> some kind some kind of
1: and it's some kind of sign for UFOs that they can refuel there. There was also some bushes next to the trees that spelt out the letter P. You're going to have to work for that one. <laughs> the tower near the Stoke Park Estate has been a Bristol landmark for decades and contains communications equipment. I saw a UFO between two wind turbines once. There's been a lot of UFO and MUFON reports that show UFOs and UFO activity around missile silos around wind turbines around power stations it is suggested they can gain energy they can gain fuel by flying around and near these objects i was driving on highway 71 just south of wilma and Mm -hmm. there's two wind turbines and Mm -hmm. i was driving past it was seven o'clock at night clear summers turquoise sky and there was a massive 22 foot diameter bright blue spherical ball floating between those two wind turbines that just started moving around. It morphed into a cigar shape and flew up into the air. I've actually seen that. We saw a UFO once, didn't we, by a wind turbine as well, out in the sticks in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. It's very common to see UFOs around wind turbines and communication towers and other devices that let off EMF, electrical magnetic fields. It would be interesting if the aliens got out of their vehicle. One went for a wee. Another Mm -hmm. one bought some chocolate milk and some jerky and then bought a $2.00 Ace of base CD. Then we'd really know, wouldn't we? That would I be
2: telling us once and for all <laughs> that
1: they're refueling in that particular spot. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties?
0: Claims Jesus is an alien after Virgin Mary image appears in the sky. Oh, wow. My own <laughs> personal... Old ding,
1: ding, 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 ding,
0: ding. ding. The figure appeared in the clouds above Tonga, leading some tonga? people to claim it was a miracle. Yes. What if i have
1: never even thought of Tonga before and I start talking in Tongalese?
0: <laughs> I see someone has jumped on the imitation bandwagon.
1: The imitation bandwagon? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a Tonga party. Fantastic.
1: Yes. One of my favourites. I've got a bit of a Tonga now, causing me some issues. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm wearing a tonga. Of course you are.
1: <laughs> like dental floss. Terrible.
0: According to She's local... walking with
1: a list by my ad.
0: According to local reports, resident Joey Matalay spotted a cloud in the shape of Mary that was then lit up by the sun as he photographed it. It was taken above his brother's house in the village of Halaliva, Tonga Tapu. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's just
1: making stuff up. <laughs> this is like a menu no, in an no. Indian restaurant.
0: No, no, it was there. Mr. Madeleine said the clear outline of a head, body, and feet coupled with a golden glow led him to believe it was a sign from the heavens. He uploaded the image online with the caption, This is an image that was unexpected, and I know it's a miracle in my life. Thank you, Lord! Jesus,
1: Jesus, Jesus. For
0: everything you provided for me and my family. Aww. Some have said the image was that of the Virgin Mary, but others...
1: Say Bart Simpson.
0: ...including Mr. Madaly's niece, Analua, told 7 News Online it was the image of none other than Jesus. Hang on. There's, a, there's not a
1: fine line, is there, between Jesus and Mary? But and it's a cloud. I mean, you know, <laughs> some people thought it was Mary... Dress. Maybe
0: it drifted a little, then it looked
2: like and Jesus. And it got a beard. I was yeah. going to say,
1: instantly a beard arrived, did it?
0: Yes. God. Yes.
1: Look, he's got his mother's beard. Uh. They never spoke about in the Bible how hairy Mary actually was, did they?
2: Oh. I think she was beautiful.
1: Less than now, Well, beards can look very nice. Mm. I have no problem with Look at with mine. That. Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> it gives me something to hang on to. You're
2: right.
0: She said, we all thought it was an image of Jesus. We were shocked. It was pretty random to see that. Now... Scott C. Warring. Yes! Yay! Editor of Alien Chaser website, UFO dot com.
1: This is a a section of the show where we're discussing UFOs. You realize that? Yes. Okay, you're just I'm just making you aware that we're doing that. Is
0: Jesus on Mars? And it's Mary. And it's UFOs and it's all that fun stuff. So <gasps> it fits within the parameters that you have set.
1: I, there are rules written down there's a book scott somewhere. C. Waring. Yeah. yes
0: this is scott c Waring. well he's picked up on the story and he's about ready to make a staggering claim
2: you ready please
1: the interesting thing is that a nimbus is a cloud but a nimbus is also the halo that you get around a saint or a religious person in a painting
0: Oh. so there's already a link
1: there you see i can see where that fits
0: in well he blogged it could be divine powers, because the figure does look like what Jesus should look like. I don't understand that, <laughs> but um, we'll go with, Scott. That. <laughs> go, with Scott go with that. Way to go, Scott. go with that. I
1: will help Scott out in a minute and actually explain what he's trying to talk about.
0: His robes, arms low but spreading out. If he could walk on water, then walking in the sky would be just as easy. As I have said many times... <laughs> I do believe that Jesus is an alien. Oh, no! Since back in the 1950s, the U.S. president was visited by Val Valiant Thor of Venus. What? what? And he said he's that he Flash. knows He's
1: been smoking weed and watching Flash Golden.
0: Well, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> and he said that he knows Jesus personally and considers him family.
1: Only Professor Hans Zarkoff, formerly of NASA, has provided any explanation. (laughs) I'm waiting for him to turn rainwater into wine. I love this show. I do. I love this show.
0: Well, it looks like Jesus himself sent this message and someone out there really needed enough for him to do it. Of course, skeptics point out that religious sightings such as these are just the effects of... Paradolia, Paradelia,
1: you're breaking my heart.
0: When the brain tricks the eyes into seeing something familiar in objects such as faces or animals, mm. and patterns or textures, such as a rock surface like on Mars. No, that or, all that stuff up real. That's
1: real. There's stuff up there, I tell you. There's sofas and shoes and arms and crabs, groundhogs, and Buddhas, and all sorts. There's marbles. <laughs> there you go Steve Martin's career was up there as well I believe
0: Oh, but I love Steve Martin
1: during the Italian Renaissance during the 15th century there was a very very famous writer that wrote the first proper biography of the artists called Mm -hmm. Vasari he was an architect he designed Michelangelo's tomb in Florence he was unhappy that every chapel and every religious building he went into he saw frescoes painted all around the wall And there was no common denominator in terms of what Jesus looked like. So no one knew who the characters were. If you went into another church, if you went into another part of the country, if you went to Rome, if you went to Venice, if you went to Napoli, Verona to see Romeo and Juliet, (laughs) they didn't know who Jesus was. He looked different in every church. Vasari wrote a paper that he sent out to every artist, to every school, every painter that ever picked up a paintbrush in the 15th century in italy and wrote down what he thought jesus should look like with the beard the robes the whole works and so that's the image that scott was trying to work with there that was designed and put together by vasari in the 15th century so there was a constant wherever you went in italy that jesus would look the same of course jesus was in fact middle eastern he had dark skin and tight black curly hair malcolm x wrote a lot about jesus being a middle eastern jew he wrote about that of course every nation wants jesus to look like the embodiment of what the perfect human form would be in that country right so if you go to sweden jesus has got blonde hair and blue eyes if you go to africa jesus is black if you go to tonga he would be very dark skinned indeed
0: not in a cloud
1: but these clouds are white <laughs> so forget the last three it's minutes it's completely <laughs> irrelevant unless they're thunder clouds raining wine i shall give you points for being informative and saying certain geographical locations in tonga michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ufos and cryptozoology
2: a moment of mystery when a ufo forces a passenger jet to swerve out of the way after shooting past the aircraft's windows. A passenger on board a plane caught on camera the moment the jet swerved to avoid a UFO. In the video, a black unidentified object, which could be a drone or even a bird, can be seen at the same time as the pilot appears to make a sharp movement. The aircraft is then maneuvered back, giving the impression that it was moved to avoid colliding with the strange object. The footage was uploaded online with the caption, A UFO flies just past a Dutch aircraft. The pilot must swerve to avoid hitting the object. A weird series of UFOs were spotted in what experts were calling jaw-dropping footage. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. There you go.
1: I don't believe that an aeroplane would swerve out of the way of a bird. And if it's a big aeroplane, like a jumbo jet, one of these airbuses, they don't just swerve, do they? No. It probably takes them a couple of miles to manoeuvre. It's like an oil tanker. It takes three miles to stop. I find that very hard to believe. But that footage is available. If you wish to see the UFO that made the Dutch aeroplane swerve out of the way, you can judge for yourself if you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook. Everything will be there for you and much much more we'll see if we can get the cloud jesus stroke mary maybe white maybe dark (laughs) italian renaissance (laughs) jesus there for you and you can judge that for yourself as well we ran into the round it is the strange and the bizarre it's the stories from around the world that are too strange too bizarre not to read out but don't fit easily into any other category Pepperami has released a musky pork aftershave for sausage lovers wanting to show off their meaty masculinity.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: Does musky pork sausage do it for you, Michelle?
2: It's only if it's mixed with dirt. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Oh,
1: God. Well, I'm sure by the end of the night it can, in fact, be mixed with dirt.
2: It's Friday night.
1: The spicy and seductive fragrance will be launched by TOWIE star Kirk Norcross just in time for Valentine's Day. <laughs> The pepperami fragrance is ideal for people who love uh. sausage.
0: <laughs> the aftershave, God.
1: dubbed pork for men, has a gold colored cap shaped like a brand mascot animal's head. Pepperami has oh. described the product as being a spicy <laughs> and so. seductive. Smells good. Pork is a oh. tantalizing treat for the senses, perfectly encapsulating the very essence of meaty masculinity. <laughs>
0: He's going to be chased by dogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just another Saturday night out in Minneapolis. The Animo de Toilette aftershave comes in travel-friendly 50ml bottles. Apparently, it's Kermit the Frog's favourite cologne. Scratch and sniff sausage fragrance for all. If you wish to buy that, it is still available for you to get on Valentine's Day girls and your loved ones and all the dogs in the neighborhood can be barking (laughs) at your back door (laughs) that's not a bad trick to play on someone actually is it if you actually crept into their room while they were sleeping (laughs) and kind of sprayed their clothes with pepperami pork masculinity and muskness Then uh, by the end of the day, that, that person's going to. Especially gonna Nathan. Have a law. Well, Nathan's oh, not that'd here. He's a really
0: bad. He's a really
1: Very, very kind of frail man. He wouldn't be able to fight off a Great Dame, would he, or an Alsatian? He'd just have to say <laughs> to it, hurry up then, wouldn't he? Just well, but, and the...
0: it's not good for probably his Jewish faith. Yeah. Either. <laughs> yes, pork. <laughs>
1: that's not the best. I can imagine a dog coming back from the park with Nathan in its teeth and the owner saying, put that down. You're not bringing that home.
0: <laughs>
1: Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B?
0: Quebec funeral directors trying to curtail funeral selfies.
1: Funeral what? selfies. I know. Is
2: that terrible or
1: what? How do the dead do it? What do they do? Raise up their arm like in Rigor Mortis and take the photograph?
2: Weekend at Bernie's. Yes, there you go. Yes. It's
0: like look, Puppet Master.
1: grandmothers never look better.
0: Oh, no. Another
2: reason why I'm getting cremated.
0: <laughs> We're playing with your body before you get burned. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because of, the, Road trip. <laughs> because of the porky masculinity
0: <laughs> funeral directors in Quebec are discussing how to educate people that taking selfies over a corpse and posting it on social media may be considered disrespectful in some families I've had an some idea families
1: when Michelle we will bury her face down in the dirt with her ass poking upwards and then we'll have somewhere to park our bicycles <coughs>
0: Wow I mean TikTok. There
1: you go, perfect.
0: The president of the corporation of funeral directors in Quebec, Dennis Deschroachers, said the act of taking photos at a funeral isn't new, but sharing those photos on social media is there won't be a selfie police, he told Radio Canada's Gravel Le Martin, but said that among Quebec funeral directors there is a debate over how to educate people about what is respectful behavior at a funeral parlor. I, why would you need to
1: explain that to people i've been at weddings in this country where people have turned up wearing camo and baseball caps and when the couple got married they're going whoop, whoop, whoop in
2: the background their arsenial hall bark i've seen <laughs> bridesmaids and groomsmen in camel yeah. i
1: saw i saw one of the best men wearing a metallica t-shirt i'm not making this up i, I swear know. this is how we live and breathe
0: in many funeral parlours, we have very clear rules around limiting, limiting selfies, so only, probably only the first ten, right? Uh, immediate family. There you go. Or we tell the public that the families don't want selfies. Well, you going to ask Granny for permission? She's dead. True enough. Anyway. Despite- I'd be
1: taking props with me.
0: <laughs> I'd bring in props.
1: I'd bring like, a wig, makeup, clown's nose. I mean, there'd be a beard. I'd bring uh-huh. in props.
0: I would. Despite their best efforts, people with mobile phones hide them until the last minute, then strike a pose next to the coffin. Those photos then end up on social media. You Get have- tagged
1: in it because oh. your Facebook's still active oh. even when you're dead and you God. can be tagged.
0: He added that taking photos at a funeral isn't inherently disrespectful and that some experts believe it can be beneficial to the grieving process. But the fact of posting it on social media, however, can be detrimental to the family and the dignity of their late loved one, he said. Now, I saw a couple of these photos that they had, for examples, and they were terrible. It was like a 90-year-old granny and the person in front of it's flashing a gang sign and smiling. And she's all dead.
1: Do you know when you tag someone on Facebook and you can put a location on there? Grandma, Green Acres Cemetery. Do you see what we're doing there? We can tag them and put, it says location, doesn't it?
2: I don't think I could do that. I can't take a selfie. I think it's in very bad taste.
1: Tell me what the difference is then. Because in the Victorian period, Mm -hmm. the only time you would probably have your photograph taken if you were poor is a memento murray photograph where yes they but you, you up. wouldn't
0: be flashing a gang
1: sign what's the difference forget the gang sign right all right what's the difference between a memento murray picture from the victorian period where you dressed them up and had them next to you like they were still alive with all the family around them and taking a selfie with a corpse now 120 years later
2: respect yeah i think the intent is completely different if you are taking your
0: photo with granny who has just passed away and you show some sort of emotion while you're doing it and show that the person that's passed respect mm-hmm. then that's fine. But so if I was but wearing this up suit, there being goofy and right. thinking it's just cool to be by granny and dead. or hilarious. Yeah, it where it's funny then I that's completely disrespectful. Yeah.
1: I think granny will get the last laugh because later that week they'll be lying in bed in the darkness and then there'll be a bit of breeze just blowing on the drapes, the creak of a door The thud of footsteps walking across the room. And there in front of you, in full glory, is Grandma doing gang signs as you're scrambling to climb through the window screaming like a 12-year-old girl.
0: I'm hoping that one of these selfies by the casket has some sort of an apparition pop go. up behind them yeah, that's right maybe making bunny ears yeah. that would be great yeah. is, that uncle, bob. is that uncle
1: bob doing bunny ears behind he died 10 years ago he's looking well though isn't he look at him he's looking he's got some color in his cheeks that man that is a fabulous story i shall give you hmm. two points you have reached the dizzying heights of double integers and are currently on 10 michelle's nice. on six I'm on seven. What have you got for me tonight, Michelle, in the round of the strange and the bizarre?
2: A shoplifter who made a fake baby out of her bra to hide her loot. Rance, don't call me stupid.
1: Don't call you stupid. (laughs) I'm going to draw a baby's face on me bra, shove it in a pushchair, steal all your goods. Was
0: was was it a big baby or a little baby? Pretty
2: big baby. A real big baby? Yeah.
1: Okay. And a little bit tan colored, shall we say. Yeah. Wasn't a white baby. Wasn't a black baby. Maybe coffee colored baby.
0: Uh, Flesh colored. Did it have like flowers on it? Baby. No. Yes. Well, it had a, it,
2: <laughs> if it helps. Conflicting reports. It had, a,
1: it had a hook on the back of its head and one side of its face was drooping, but other yeah. than that. <laughs> oh.
2: A shoplifter slammed critics who said she was stupid and bad at art after using a fake baby made of a bra to hide her stolen scented candles.
1: of all the things to wow. steal.
2: Mm-hmm. It gets better. Saffron Curtis McGinty, 18, who received a 12-month community order, said she felt lucky to avoid a jail, adding, I feel like I'm being made to look stupid, but I'm not stupid. It would have been worse if I had a real child in there out
1: saffron mcginty yep one of those indian irish kids you read so much mm-hmm. about yeah With a pint of wow. guinness and a oh, curry and a cig nice
2: outside birmingham magistrates police had joked her face drawing on the bra wouldn't win any awards she hit back saying i don't care i didn't do gcse art
1: i taught gcse art it's the yeah. qualification you take when you're
0: 16. Mm
2: oh curtis mcginty walked into a b&m store i'm not exactly sure what that is i think it's a charity shop
0: bowel movement <laughs> yeah she walked into a bowel movement a, yeah. ba- a b&m
2: and <laughs> m store pushing a pram pushing con- okay here we go she
1: went into a bowel movement store pushing yeah.
2: pushing a pram containing a stuffed dog dressed in a white baby girl
1: jesus that's an ugly baby look at that baby <laughs> One eye looking for you, one eye looking at you. It's an ugly oh. baby. God, it's an ugly baby.
2: The toy's face was concealed by one of her bra cups with eyes, nose and mouth drawn in pen. She was confronted by a suspicious staff at the shop and has told the mirror she understands why her crime could be seen as immoral. <laughs> she said, I'm embarrassed about how it's been portrayed. I feel like I'm being made to look stupid, and I don't want to look stupid, because I'm not. One of the comments said it was disgusting I used a fake baby. It wasn't a real baby. I would have been worse if it had been a real child in that pram. Someone else said, how stupid. Why would you take one candle? Which is annoying.
1: You should have taken four candles.
2: (laughs) The amount I got done for was 300 pounds, so I don't want to look like I've just taken a two-pound candle
1: excellent <laughs> really if you're gonna steal still be
2: no yeah. following the court hearing chief inspector jack hadley joked that curtis mcginty won't be winning any awards for her artwork she's hit back saying i don't care i didn't draw the baby's face to look good it was just an outline i could have drawn a more le- realistic baby if i wanted to uh uh-huh. <laughs> can you
1: imagine <laughs> if she then uses that bra and she goes out on a date and it gets to the point of the evening where you're sat outside her house you're in the car. You've got your best Ace of Base CD on that you've bought for $2 from the Alien Gas Station.
2: From the B&M. And
1: you slowly <laughs> unbutton her blouse in the heat Second of the moment. Base. There's a baby looking at you. A little oh. baby. Terrible. That would put you <laughs> off, wouldn't it? Uh. Like a Fiji mermaid. Like a little parasite <laughs> looking up at mermaid. you. <laughs> la, 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 la. It's oh, eating no. me chocolate. Oh, la, 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 la. oh, no. I couldn't carry oh. on at that point. I'd be done. That would be it. I'm not, I'm not dating you again. No. You've got a parasite on your breast, woman. Itch. There's a little baby's head looking an at An alien. That's the sort of thing. That would put you off for life.
2: Birmingham magistrate's court heard Curtis McGinty concealed scented candles, sweets, and an electric toothbrush inside wow. the buggy.
1: Well, once you've eaten all that candy, you need to clean your <laughs> teeth, don't you? <laughs>
2: and light a candle.
1: Wasn't that... Do you think that's a Valentine's Day kit? Scented candles candy, sweets, toothbrush.
2: Could be. Who knows what they're going to do with the toothbrush. Who knows. She was arrested while stealing from the bargain shop in Soil Hill, West Midlands. Curtis McGinty claims she borrowed the pram from a friend of a friend who had used the same tactic to shoplift in the past.
1: If you're going to shoplift and you're going to go through all the trouble of dressing up a stuffed dog, in baby clothes, with a bra around its head, with a baby's face drawn on it, show some ambition. Go to the jewelry shop. <laughs> I, go to Harrod's. <laughs> it's a bargain shop. Everything's a pound.
2: Well, it's probably for charity, which is... that's right. Terrible.
1: Charity begins at home, apparently yeah. in the West Midlands.
2: She added, "If I had gone into the shop with nothing but the pushchair, they wouldn't have thought, wouldn't they have thought, "What the hell?"
1: i'm sure i had a baby when i came out this morning
2: someone stole it quick
1: call that bus driver i've left it on the bus
2: i just used a pen to draw in the baby's features the bra wasn't stolen i've never worn it it's just one that i had in the drawer well why would you ruin it then i know because she could steal another one i guess curtis mcginty was sentenced to a 12-month community order after she admitted two counts of shoplifting and assaulting a B&M staff member. Nice. When she asked if she will now give up stealing, the teenager of Birmingham added, It's sort of half and half. It's made me want to stop, but I'm not. It's Vicky Pollard, isn't it? It is, yes.
1: No, but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah,
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> she has that brand member. Don't <laughs> you go give me evils. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think the police were waiting for it. And it was a booby trap.
0: Oh Heather,
1: what have you got now in the round of the strange and the bizarre?
0: A taxi driver reported for speeding blame the offense on his passengers who were um breaking wind. <gasps> wind <when> stopped <laughs> by the police. Quick, put your foot down and follow through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, he's touching
0: 90. <laughs> Posting on Facebook, Dorset Traffic Police revealed the weird excuse of the driver who was stopped on f- last Friday night. Officers said that the taxi driver failed to notice the large marked traffic car in his rear view mirror. But when he was stopped, the driver blamed the flatulence of his three paying passengers for the reason that he was speeding.
1: Do you think he created some skid marks when he pulled up
0: the- <laughs> So his excuse was I wanted to get there as fast as possible because my. Oh. (laughs) Passengers were passing gas. Oh. So that one's go. called the Princess. Yes.
1: <laughs> nice. A former Royal Canadian Mint employee has been sentenced to 30 months in prison for stealing gold coins by concealing them in his
2: rectum. Oh, nearly killed him.
1: It did. It nearly blew him apart. Western Lawrence stole 127,000. <laughs> if you've seen Goldfinger, that's going to be disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> He's the man with the golden touch. <laughs>
2: not anymore
1: (sighs) he stole 22 (laughs) pieces Of gold worth $127,000. The 35-year-old who was found guilty last November was caught after he had successfully sold 17 of the gold pieces through Ottawa Gold buyers. Passing sentence on Thursday and passing coins, no doubt. (laughs) He ruled that Lawrence should serve another 30 months in prison if he fails to pay the penalty within the three years of his release. Investigators found Vaseline and latex gloves (gasps) in the employee's locker. Judge Doody said that these
0: items items
1: could have been used to facilitate the insertion of gold items in his rectum. Lawrence was convicted of conveying gold out of the mint, breach of trust by a public official and possession of property obtained by crime. He used the money to buy a boat in Florida and to build a house in Jamaica. I decided to put that story on our more questions and answers site this week. And I said I would read out the best comments <gasps> yes. from our listeners for that particular story. 32 people from around the world decided to chip in and oh, make good. comment on that particular story. I won't read them all out. Most of them I can't read out to be <laughs> perfectly honest. But if you go to my Facebook site, more questions and answers, you can read them all in Technicolor. Debs in Pennsylvania said he was sitting on a fortune. Kevin in Minnesota said this money smells funny. Chris in (laughs) California said he is yet to see any change. Diane in New York said searching for a fart of gold. Mark in Ohio said (laughs) I think he needs a lesson in asset relocation. Martin in New York said the attack of the phantom Turtler! David, I don't think he did it in that accent, but we're close. David in California said the human fought Knox, and Cheryl in Washington said he had golden plans, but then he wrecked (laughs) them. There was also a suggestion that he was not flushed with success, and that was money down the toilet. So thank you for all of our listeners for participating in that particular story. Heather, you have the last story of the evening in the round of S&B.
0: Okay, so I did a story just for Michelle. And i thought Thank you, Heather. I'll go and this make a one cup of tea. is very disturbing. Oh, God. So She have, thought of
1: you. She The story was disturbing, mm-hmm. and the first thing she thought of was you, because you're disturbed. Have
0: I am. the wretch bucket ready for her. <gasps> oh, All right, one sec. She's Let like, me there get we are. It. Get the
1: bucket ready. Here New, we go. new girl in the corner, puking her guts up.
0: Lay it on me. The Indian Express reports doctors in India pulled a live cockroach <gasps> out of a woman's nose this week. No. After it was discovered hanging out on her skull, no.
1: <laughs> She's obviously got the word cockroach and cocaine muddled up, hasn't she? There, <laughs> oh,
0: This is so disturbing. The 42-year-old woman started suffering pain and had a tingling and crawling sensation oh. Tuesday night, according to the Times of India. She thought it was a cold at first and insisted that it was a living nightmare. It wasn't until the third hospital the woman visited Wednesday that the doctors used a nasal endoscopy to find the source of the woman's discomfort. Oh. It was a very large, nope. very wiggly, Mm-mm. very much alive cockroach oh. resting on her skull in between her eyes. No. Oh, no. How did it get in there? Oh go have one?
2: Smell (laughs) smell these flowers. Oh, Oh, it's gone up.
0: And they removed it through her nose. And it was alive on her skull, right between her eyes. I'd have to keep it. If I had a parasite living
1: on my body for that long, I'd keep it in a tank at that point. That brings to an end the round of The Strange (laughs) and the Bizarre, as well as the end of the show. We now enter the round that is called Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us on one of our platforms. Why don't you give us a little love heart? And a little review while you're listening to this. I would be very grateful. This is the round we can't read out when we're on air. And if your mother's of a nervous disposition or there's young miners in the room, they need to be removed. Two 2,000 year old artefacts found in the tombs of ancient Chinese aristocracy are believed to be the world's oldest sex toys. Rare pictures of the bronze pleasure devices have been released amid speculation. They could have belonged to Chinese royals. One of them even has a metal ring attached to it. Well, you'd want to retrieve it again, wouldn't you, if it was made of bronze? Which ex- end? Which end? The end that you can get hold of. <laughs> the extraordinary items have never been on display before, but will feature an upcoming exhibition called Tomb Treasures at the Asian Art Museum of San Francisco in the US of A, running from February the 17th to March the 28th. Curator Zhuang Fan said the two artifacts could be worn and used and that they both illustrated an almost modern appreciation of the body's needs and wants. They are both believed to date back to China's Han Dynasty which was 206 BC to 220 AD and were discovered buried in the modern day Jiangsu province near Shanghai. One is being kept at the Yuzhang Museum which is yet to put them on public display. The San Francisco exhibition called Tomb Treasures will display more than 160 artifacts from the Han Dynasty, as well as private objects associated with sex and pleasure. They will include luxurious daily life ornaments, worship items, a large silver basin for taking baths, a working stone latrine with an armrest and an elaborate ceramic urinal. I once dated a Chinese girl. I asked her for a number and she replied sex, 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 free sex tonight, which I thought was amazing, but it turned out to be 6663629. So I was very disappointed in the end. If you wish to see the bronze ancient sex objects that have never been seen before and are the oldest in the world, you can go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for us in the round of NFM?
0: A man has been banged up after he was hauled before the court for allegedly having sex. No. And I can't picture this. Please. I can't even imagine it. Uh Uh-oh. With a sewer grate.
1: What? A sewer. She still writes, to be fair. So, you know, not the end of the world. A sewer. So he was out in the road, lying down.
0: The sex was great. Don't, don't, don't encourage it. Don't. She'll just get
1: worse. What's wrong?
0: Oh, I love it.
1: Great. great. It wasn't Tony the Tiger, was it? By any chance? No,
0: his name was Florin Grosu, who was remanded in custody after he was allegedly seen fornicating with the drain cover in the middle of the day. Awesome. Really? A Can't hide your sewer. love. Is that really? why they call it a manhole cover? <laughs> manhole. Uh, grossu 33 denied indecent exposure, outraging public decency, and criminal damage relating to the January 17th what incident. What he do to it? <laughs> I have no idea. What if he got
1: stuck? You'd have to walk home holding it in your hands like a giant steering wheel. Oh. With a little bit in the middle poking through. It'd, be, it'd probably go blue I, at that stage, wouldn't what, it? It'd be blue.
0: What? I I have
1: no words. There I, is a, there is a syndrome called techophobia where people do things to how like do you
0: know about the syndrome
1: cars because there was a very famous film called Crash. Yes. And uh, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the director, but they did things with all manner of vehicles. Cronenberg. There you go. I knew. Well done, that lady. Thank you. Very impressed. It was indeed Cronenberg. It's a very strange film. But yes, yes, that does exist. People can have unnatural. Well,
0: we've read stories about picnic table love and drainpipe love and. Drainpipe love. Snowman love. Snowman. Bush love. (laughs) And. It, there's
1: a lot of love out there, isn't there <laughs> yes. this is our valentine's day
0: special right mm. here isn't it well this actually happened in romford east london damn that's right. come <laughs> from <laughs> And his name was um, Adrian Lee, <gasps> appeared <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow. Appeared at Barkingside Magistrates Court. Yeah,
1: my, my birth certificate was made out in Barkingside Court. Mm. That's yeah. my, birth, my dad had to get on the train and go there to get my birth certificate.
0: Well, he was What there. was his name again? Uh, How old is Norohosu, he? 33. So he's younger than Yeah, he, I don't know. So you might have taught him maybe.
1: I just hope he's not the person delivering my parents' Chinese food. That would be terrible.
0: Oh, that would You'd be terrible. You'd want him to wash his hands, wouldn't you, really? Well, he's due to appear in Snaresbrook Crown Court next month for his great love. Oh.
1: There must have been plenty of appliances around the house. He didn't need to go outside, did he?
0: I know. Garden hose. It was manner. really
2: sexy, though.
1: Yeah, the way that, <laughs> Thing that, 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 that manhole cover was looking at me. <laughs>
0: got all the right curves yeah yeah
1: mm. i can see where we are yeah it's not as if he didn't put in the spade work because he took her to a restaurant and in the cinema so you know to be fair because
2: he had to, <laughs>
1: had to get with her. you're gonna have to get two seats in the cinema you can't bring that in here madam
0: well, there Fantastic. You go. great love great love. wow
1: groundsmen accidentally carve a very rude shape into a football pitch during a dutch football match Wintry conditions during the clash between Heracles and Groningen meant groundsmen had to clear snow away from the pitch before the match started. But they didn't do the best of jobs, something that the fans spotted all too easily. Away side, Groningen were leading by three goals at the beginning of the second half, when cameras pound out to show the snow shaped into a penis. The embarrassing blunder was made even worse as the match was broadcast live on Dutch television. Great. Both sets of teams Great. continue to play on, clearly not being able to notice the rude shape. Groningen went on to win the match 4-1, seeing them move up to ninth in the table if there's anyone out there who's interested in in dutch soccer once again if you wish to see <laughs> the giant penis in snow on dutch television in a football match a soccer match you can go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee i arranged a date with a dutch girl once and she had inflatable shoes and when i come to meet her she never turned up i was stood up but it turned out she had popped her clogs <laughs> michelle What have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I love this show.
2: Oh, I have the nightmare moment. A banker is caught looking at porn in the background of a live TV report.
1: Banking's a very boring (laughs) job, isn't it? This is getting more common, isn't it? There's actually laws in place now for watching pornography in public places, like on the bus on your iPhone.
0: Hold on a second. He was just looking for the guy. From, yeah. the mint, from the to mint to see if he could locate yes. the gold. And the manhole. And the manhole. <laughs> There's <laughs> so gold <that's> in <laughs> them hills.
2: And then their bones Nice. Uh, the banker had no idea he was being streamed live to viewers when he decided to take a peek at Naked Glamour models during his working day. We imagine it's tough work being a trader in a top investment firm, so every now and then they probably need to let off a little steam. But one unfortunate man chose the absolute worst moment in history to take a break from work and check out some nude hotties online. So it just happened that Australia's 7 News channel was broadcasting live from his office, so his explicit oogling was seen by thousands of TV fans.
1: We should have the word oogling in every week's show. Yeah. There's certain words that we have to have. Oogling. That's a. I wouldn't even know where to spell that. I wouldn't know where to start. Oogling. That's great, isn't it? Wasn't that place in Tonga you were trying to pronounce? Ugelin. No. (laughs) You must know Ugelin. It's in, you know, Tonga. Isn't
0: that a Swedish word? Ugelig? Ugelig. Ugelig.
1: (laughs) In actuality, that's a German word. Hugelig means hilly in German. Well,
2: there you go. So a
1: hill in German or hilly in German is Hugelig.
2: I thought there was a a story about Ugelig in the pointy...
1: Never mind. I've no (laughs) idea what you've been smoking or reading, (laughs) man.
2: She's got cockroach on the brain.
1: She's got cockroach on the brain. Yeah,
2: we're going to have to go to the ER after this show. I'll
1: blow it out. You'll be fine.
2: But viewers say it certainly helped to spice up the tedious interview about Australia keeping its interest rates on hold. In the clip, the banker trader is seen in the background of the shot appearing to use his computer to check out the physical assets of a nude model. Seemingly unaware he is on film, he opens several files that seem to show a model in various positions. Hang nice. on. Can
1: you imagine the guy being interviewed? It's his wife. That'd be great, wouldn't it?
2: <gasps> Hang on, that's my wife. Oh. Or his girlfriend. Even worse. <laughs> mm. The video quickly became a viral hit with viewers cracking up at the poor bloke's mishap. But his company, Macquarie Bank, was less than amused. According to reports at the time, the unlucky guy was investigated for improper use of company technology. I just want to say in other shocking news from around the globe, the man with the world's biggest penis has been offered a chance to star in his own porno.
1: Yeah, we discussed that, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago. Bionic, do you remember he was going?
0: Yeah.
1: Getting faster, stronger, bigger. Gross. I'm glad you threw that that at the end. I was uh, wondering how that was going. He's going to make millions millions of pounds on the back of that. Heather, you've got the last story of the evening in the round called Not For Your Mother.
0: While a family in Bangladesh has been arrested after using a fake penai (laughs) to trick villagers into believing a genie had performed a sex change on their teenage daughter. If you, said on uh,
1: once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't get it back in. I'll give you
0: three wishes. He's <laughs> your first one. Villagers said in southern Bangladesh rushed to the family's home seeking miracle cures after hearing the genie had changed the girl's sex and performed a circumcision as proof. But police smelled a scam and took the 15-year-old to a hospital for an examination. That's
1: dangerous on a 15-year-old.
0: Yes. Wow. It's yes. dangerous. He's dead. wow. It's not dangerous when it's a fake penis.
1: That is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How is it, it dangerous? Could be worse. <laughs> it could be a real one.
1: What if he slipped and got the sack?
0: Uh, a doctor examined the teenager and discovered a fake penis tied to her waist. The girl and her parents have set up a profitable <laughs> business. Promising to heal people with a genie or maybe a touch of the fake penis. (laughs) I don't don't know.
2: Anything to do with that genie. (laughs) You
0: touch the genie. Touch the genie. Touch the genie. (laughs) Touch the genie. What do we do? Touch the genie. Touch it. Love it. Rub the lamp. No.
1: Don't tell your mum what we do.
0: As news spread that the girl had not only been transformed, but undergone a mystical circumcision, villagers flocked to seek the genie's intervention with their own medical woes. It's a miracle! It's a boy without a willy!
1: Yeah, that'd be a gal.
0: The three will be charged with fraud and prosecuted by police. Roughly 90% of Bangladesh's 160 million people are Muslims who believe in the existence of jinns or genies. Many Bangladeshi healers claim they can communicate and befriend these magical beings or possess the powers to bottle evil spirits. Want to see my genie in the
2: bottle?
1: No, bit early for that, isn't it? Really, to be
2: honest. <laughs> we go to Dairy Queen first. Rub my bottle. Rub it. Rub it. <laughs> Ooh, you rub my bottle?
0: <laughs> I'm a genie in a bottle, baby.
1: The dancing in the studio has broken out. We're all <laughs> going down the bar to see Heather's genie. Mm-hmm. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place. With the K2 metre and the dead battery, it is Michelle, Yay. who scored a very resplendent eight and on any no. other occasion would have won. But in first place, running away with the lead in double integers is Heather Morris, who scored 12 Yay. points. Yay, Heather!
0: That's one out of the three that I predicted this year. And That's
1: right. wins the $33,000 IR camera. On the 100th. Do not fear, listener, remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. Why not put us on your Facebook? Why don't you tweet at this very moment or copy and paste the links to our shows? I'd be very grateful. You can contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can contact me through my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, if you now go to SoundCloud.com and search for MQ. T. A. Radio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called "Not for Your Mother," that we can't possibly read out on air. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer. Nathan Bush who's just been brought in by Next Door's Labrador and Michelle (laughs) Corrie and all of the International Paranormal Society at Indparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening have a fabulous and wonderful Valentine's Day and remember be interested and interesting Good night.